What is going on, guys? Young Republican, back with another podcast. And today, we're going to be discussing just a little bit about me and who I am, what I like, what I do, my thoughts on the Republican Party, what's going on, and yeah. So, I just got real into podcasts, but as you guys can guess, I'm a little younger, I'm 14, and I've been a conservative for about two or three years, and I really became infatuated with politics because of my grandpa, who says he's an independent, but leans to the right, I think, and... I just, I, I just, for some reason, I love talking about politics and arguing about it. It's just a lot of fun to me. And I don't know. It's you don't see a lot of young voices in the Republican Party. A lot of them, you think when you think Republican Party, you think old people, Donald Trump. Like Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson's a little younger on the younger side, but I think now you're starting to see a more up and coming Republican Party. Ben Shapiro, Milo to some extent, but I wouldn't really consider Milo. C.J. Pearson, another young Republican. Um, I forget his name, but the guy who wants to debate David Hogg, the Parkland survivor. Uh, oh, Michael, I, I forget his name, Michael something. Oh, Michael Kashev. I've listened to him speak and all that stuff, and they're great people. And so I thought I'd throw my voice into the mix, discuss my beliefs on this episode, what I like to do in my free time, sports I play. Cause I'm only 14. I'm going to turn 15 soon. I'm going to be a sophomore in high school. And... So, I'll discuss my daily life. Right now, I'm only 14, but I'm becoming a sophomore in high school. And life's been pretty fun so far. I play football, and I also play water polo. Those are two sports I recommend. Football has been under attack for for some time, and... You see football being under attack for a while now. And a lot of people, like my friends, that just stopped playing. Their parents are scared. But it's a true American sport, I think. Water polo is a more up-and-coming sport, I would say. You don't see, you don't hear about water polo players at all. And I'm a lot better at water polo. Than I am at football. To be honest. Now. When. When I'm talking about sports. What a lot of people say. That water polo. Is that a hard sport? It is a hard sport. And a lot of people. They've never watched a water polo game. So. They have no idea what it's like. Right? Everyone's seen a football game. Doesn't matter. Everyone's seen a football game. 
No one's seen a water polo game. It's not a popular sport. It's popular in California. Luckily, I don't live in California. I live in Illinois. But, yeah, that's besides the point. I'm in the Midwest. That's way West Coast. But they, they have pools everywhere because it's really hot, like, all the time. Anyways, everyone's seen a football game. Yeah, it's whatever. I like water polo better than football, if I'm going to be honest. Now let's talk about my views, Republican Party, all that stuff. So, some of my basic views. I'm pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment, obviously. And I'm pro-abortion. I mean, not pro-life, that's what I mean to say. I'm pro-life. I'm obviously pro-free speech. And now, free speech is an issue that I like to talk about. I think there's three things that make a true Republican that all, basically, universally, all Republicans have to agree on. That would be abortion, free speech, and the idea that capitalism is the best, the best choice, the best scenario. I think those three things make pretty much, if you believe those three things, you're a Republican or conservative to some extent. Now, what about guns, you say? Guns is, you see a lot of Republicans now where they're not pro-gun as they used to be. And I think that's something we need to work on. We need to find a solution to guns. And it's obviously not taking guns away because that doesn't work, right? Because if we take assault rifles away, the majority of shootings are with handguns. Might as well just take all the handguns away. That's what we're seeing in London right now. They have to ban knives. Because people just go and knife attacks. And they're like, and the, I forget the mayor of London, but he said, no more knives. So now people are just running people over with cars. It's like, you take something away, they're always going to find another way to do something. Even worse, right? You know what I mean? And so, I think those are three things. Abortion. I'm not in favor of abortion in only in cases of rape and incest, but I think abortion. And this will, if you want, if it threatens some mother's life, I think I think in those three instances abortion would be okay. For me on moral grounds. Because it's more of a moral issue. And socialism possibly one of the worst economic theories all time. The redistribution of wealth does not help anyone in an economic standpoint. The rich do not get richer from capitalism. The rich, actually they do get richer from capitalism, but the poor also get richer. When capitalism works, and it does, it works so that everyone gets richer. It's not that the, the gap in between the poor and the rich get, gets wider, the rich get richer and the poor get richer also. But when you see people say why the rich getting richer, it's because they have more investable assets where they can put money into and make more money back. And that's why the gap is there. But as the poor get richer, 
they will increase their money, increase their assets, so you can get into middle class. So while we're on the topic of my beliefs, what I think is really going on in and why you've seen the rise of conservative figures like Milo Yiannopoulos, which I don't necessarily agree with him on most things. I think he's a, kind of a, a nutcase. He's inflammatory. He's very inflammatory, right? I don't like politics getting inflammatory. I think what's happened, inflammatory language has caused the rise of Donald Trump and the downfall of politicians, cookie-cutter politicians like Hillary Clinton. There is not a more politician-like... like When you think of a politician, you think... They, they put up a show. They have to be the best faker in the world, right? Because you know they're not happy in their job. That is exactly what Hillary Clinton is like. She has no natural emotions. None at all. She is a blank slate. And deep down, she has hatred for everything that conservatives stand for. Everything, everything that just like... All her enemies, she just wants to bury them into the ground. And she, she, you know she only wants to help herself. When she says, oh, I want to help blacks, or oh, I want to help Latinos, she doesn't want to help them. She just wants their, wants their vote so she can put her friends in power. And you know that's true, right? And, and I, I'm not saying all uh, politicians are like that, but to Donald Trump, it's, to some extent, he's like that too. He, he wants the fame. He wants to do succeed as a president. He, doesn't, he, nest, he wants it for the American people more so than Hillary, Obama, Clinton, Bush. They want it, right? Because those are all dynasties. Trump Trump has nothing to really gain from being a president. He has more to lose, I would say. But his name is now solidified in the history books for a very long time. But what you've seen is the inflammatory left, SJWs, which I hate. I hate SJWs to such an extent. It, and they've... In- infused in our culture and it's become a norm you go to any movie theater you see any movie sjw propaganda is at least one time in the movie and people see this and they're, they're disgusted and that's why donald trump's voted into office you can take it to the bank that's why republicans can do well in the midterms because they haven't stopped it's not that hillary clinton was one of the worst presidential candidates in of all time it's because they infuse these different things into our culture, SJW propaganda, where it's if you're not black, if you're not Latino, if you're not a woman, if you're not LGBTQ+, if you're a white, straight male, you're doing something wrong, right? If you have nothing oppressing you, you're doing something wrong, right? You can, we can argue about if blacks are oppressed or Latinos are oppressed. It's a whole diff- different issue, right? But if you're, if the SJW say, if you're not oppressed, you're part of the problem, all right? And everyone's oppressed to some extent, all right? If you're bullying, you're oppressed. But it's a victimhood mentality where it's like, because I got bullied, because someone said this or this or this, that I deserve something. I deserve recognition. And we have to take that out of our culture because that's wrong. 
just just cause if someone says, "Oh, I don't get good grades," well, what what do you want? You gotta work better. No, no, it's him or this or that. No, you didn't study hard enough, right? And and you can't say you can't just you can't let this is like this has to do with like when you're growing up, right? And I I play football, a sport where I can be five six, one hundred thirty five pounds, be fast. Well, not even have to be fast. But if I study the playbook, I give it everything on my field, on the field. The coaches love it, right? And you're going to succeed. It's an attitude thing. It's not participation trophies. Attitude and effort determine everything. And so when people don't want to try, they, they go to college and they get a degree in liberal dance theory. They're not making 200k a year, and they're crying about it. Like, how's that my problem? And to a certain extent, they blame the largest population group that has been known in, like, KKK. You don't you don't see a black KKK member, right? You don't see a black Nazi, right? Sure, Black Panther, but they don't care about the Black Panthers. They care about those two groups. If you're white, you're straight male, and you're not gay, you're you're a KKK Nazi. That's what it is. Alright. And so that's why they when you when they say you're a straight white male, you don't you don't deserve anything. You don't get the lead role anymore. You have to take a back seat to minorities. It it boils over. Yeah. When someone doesn't... When you completely throw... Like in Star Wars... Have you seen the new Star Wars movie? The uh, Solo? A woman a woman robot... Talks about how... Robots are being oppressed. Lean the most SJW thing I've ever heard. They say... Free yourself from robot captivity. And stop being oppressed. Like... It throws it in our face, and it's so disgusting. It's not... Okay, you can say Solo's a bad movie, but that almost made me walk out of theater. It's so in my face, and it's so... I don't want to hear that in a movie, right? And when I hear that, it's just like, I hate I hate Democrats. I hate what they're doing to our country, because they're really, really ruining it. And that's why I'm, I'm... If I could vote, I would go vote for Republicans in the, the midterms. That's why Trump's going to get reelected again. And I wouldn't be surprised if another Republican gets elected again unless Trump... Like, naturally, over history, presidents do worse in their second term. Trump's approval rating's a record low. So he's definitely going to go lower in his second term. Unless he does something with infrastructure or... But, yeah... It's, it's going to be a record low for Trump in the second term, but he's going to win a second term. I wouldn't be surprised, unless the Democrats change something, or they have a super strong candidate, like a woman, not Hillary Clinton. I don't know who it would be. Yeah, not Nancy Pelosi. That's going to that's gonna be who's running for president in 2020, and she's going to lose horribly. Or Bernie Sanders is on the verge of... 
like retiring. I think he should retire. What is he like eighty three? So yeah, it just and the future for the Democrats doesn't look good, at least for the next six years. Cause their inflammatory language is just so over the top. They push all this stuff onto you. It's not like it's subtle things, right? It's not. It's up in your face, and they want you to know it, okay? And that's part of the problem. Because you're seeing this now. Democrats have always had major influences and ties in Hollywood, in the media. But you're seeing this now. Name one positive Trump-like TV station besides Fox News. You can't. You really can't. There isn't one, right? And it's no longer news. It's objective journalism. It's what it's what the anchors think. You can you can report on something now, but it's not just reporting. It's you have to have your ideas in it, right? And you can twist someone's words, and you can twist news stories to make it seem bad or make it seem worse. That's what CNBC, NBC, uh, CNN's doing. You take take anything, and they make it seem like Trump did something bad. And then when you see the news, and you know the actual news, right? I went on CNN yesterday, and they're having problems with Trump's speeches, right? Because Trump says inflammatory things in speeches. Like, why why is that a problem? He... They bash him every single corner, left and right. It's not fair. But anyways. I want to start discussing. Not only the future of the Republican Party. But what I think midterms are going to be like. And. Every single. They they all doubted Trump, right? They thought there was going to be this huge blue wall around Pennsylvania. And I thought Trump was going to lose, I'm going to be honest. And then, I think it was a couple of months ago, they started talking about a blue wave, right? We all remember this. The blue wave is coming. The blue wave, this and that. And I think over the last two months, dramatically it switched. Actually, not, not even two months. I think it was more three or four months ago. But it's dramatically shifted. And I think part of that is the inflammatory language the Democrats use. But they're really, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. And the Democrats have started to figure this out. You see Democrats stop bashing Trump. Instead, you have to find a factual argument and have to debunk it. Right? That's, that's the only way. You can't just say, oh, Trump's locking kids in cages. Well, yeah. Because that's the law. But he wasn't even locking kids in cages. He was separating them at the border. Because that's what President Obama put into off put into law. He's just enforcing it. Right? And so every single Republican knows that. And the Democrats, they go and they cry over it. So a completely false and fabricated story. They cry over it. Right? And when the Republicans are just like... They're, they're scoffing. They're just like... This is just so false and wrong, and it gets people mad because right, it's a, it's just fake, fake facts, fake facts, in your face. It's it's honestly unbelievable. There's a lot of reporting 
It's getting out of hand. Journalism, people are starting to swear in their columns about Trump. It's honestly unbelievable the things that these journalists are not able to write. Like, you go back five or six years, no way anyone would be saying this, but it's become a norm, right? The more inflammatory you become, the more of an audience you can have, right? And as Donald Trump actually said, any type of press coverage is good. That's why Donald Trump says inflammatory things, which really, I think, if the Democrats had a real leader to surround themselves with, like an Obama, who I don't think was was probably a great, one of the best leaders in terms of leading this country's ever had, the turnout for him, voting-wise, like, support-wise, was probably the best, like, out of any president, I think. Not only because it's like appeals to the African American community, but he appealed to Democrats. He appealed to some even Republicans where they thought they needed change, right? And this was it. And they really believed in that. Obviously, they were, it was false. Donald Trump, uh, President Obama, was one of the biggest race baiting, dividing presidents this nation's ever had. He's a very he was a very like good speaker, which appealed to a lot of people. He's one of the great orators, orating presidents, right? And when Donald Trump, when he goes and he says inflammatory things, that could easily be, it's easily like Maxine Waters saying inflammatory things, spreading fake lies, that fuels the red wave, and they surround around Trump, right? But the Democrats have nobody to surround around. They don't have an Obama. They have they have Maxine Waters, but Maxine Waters is a lunatic. And I, I don't think a lot of Democrats even know who Maxine Waters is. So, it's not. It's, the Democrats are really, they don't have a true leader. And I think the Republicans, they have a true leader for another six years. Once Trump's out of office, I think they're in a little bit of a lull. Unless, like, Ted Cruz, maybe Marco Rubio, they're definitely going to run. I don't think they challenged Trump, but they're going to challenge after him. And I think what has to happen is, like, an up-and-coming younger political figure in the Republican Party have to take over Trump's home, a Ben Shapiro-type figure. That's just my outlook on the future of the Republican Party. And the, the midterms, I think the Republicans were projected to lose about 50 seats in the House and almost lose the Senate. I think they're going to win the Senate. I think they're going to retain the House. They're going to have a huge advantage on the Supreme Court, who Trump just nominated, I think, what's his name? Uh, Brett Karingva. I haven't read up on him, but I will have to. But Judge Gorsuch uh, is an amazing justice. He's, I think he was a great nominee. I read up on him. And Roe v. Wade, that's something that could be overturned. And I think that is a smart idea for the country. I think I agree with it being overturned because it should be at a state level abortion. 
but that that's very dangerous territory because that's a very very like strong surrounding like rallying thing for the Democrats they can really rally behind that women's rights abortion just like they they almost did it with the uh, kids being locked in cages so so and so that's what right yeah separating out the, the families at the border they really did rally around that and gun gun violence they kind of rallied around that like all the walkouts they had no leader there's no leader to lead them right david hawk isn't a leader uh, like david hawk isn't a leader emma gonzalez isn't a leader and the kids being separated on the border had no leader for that right but i think abortion rights you can get a really strong woman in there some like an upcoming democrat woman i think there's i forget her name there's some woman I'll, I'll get her name on the next podcast and I'll talk about her but she I think she won like the primary she she's like younger she's like 30 something and if you could rally behind her that's really a strong thing for the Democrats where Republicans have to be scared they overturn Roe v. Wade they have to have some kind of contingency plan for that because that is in dicey territory I mean that's at least what I think but, anyway, talk a little bit more about me. So, hobbies. love fishing. I love boating. That's fun. Swimming. I love to swim. I love playing, just playing with my friends, hanging out, you know, because I'm just enjoying life. going to turn 15 soon. I'm going to start driver's ed to get my permit. When I turn 16, I'll be able to drive. That's in almost a year. Um, my favorite classes in school have to be history. I love history. I can't think more stuff. Um, what else do I like to do? Video games. I play video games as every 14 or 15 year old does. Fortnite, that's a big thing. And I'll talk about Fortnite and I'll talk about video games. And just the overall, like, how teenagers, young millennials, like, that and, like, the Republicans and Democrats and how, how that applies to millennials and these these younger kids. Because what you're seeing is you, everyone in my school is basically liberal. But there's so many closet conservatives, right? It's insane. There really is. And no one talks about it. Right, in this this young generation, I think the Democrats are really banking on it. I'll talk about that in, in another episode, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after. Yeah, I swim, football, water polo, whole gist. Used to play basketball, not anymore. Um, that's pretty much it. Let me talk about some of my favorite conservatives. I grew up watching Sean Hannity. I in I was in my grandpa's car, and I always he always listens to Patriot Radio. Even though he's a so-called independent, when I asked him, now this was like when I was eight. Now he's he's he leans more to the right, I would say. So he always listens to Patriot Radio. Sean Hannity's always on. Mark Levin is always on. I never I just figured out who Mark Levin was this year, listening to him. 
But yeah, I have to say my favorite conservative is Ben Shapiro. I listened to I list used to last year. I think I listened to his podcast almost every single day of the year. And this recently this summer I've kind of stopped. I, I used to listen to his podcast every day before bed. This year I've kind of stopped because I just go home. I'm super tired when I get home because it's after sports. So I don't do that anymore. But I still listen to it. Um, uh, yeah, I listen to it pretty regularly. Um, who I start to like is Jordan Peterson. I think Jordan Peterson has a lot of good ideas. Joe Rogan, who's not a conservative, he says. But I really like his podcast. His podcast is really fun to watch and listen to. A lot of interesting people on it. They're really pro-gun, pro-everything. Everything Republican, that is. And it's really fun to watch. There's a variety of different people. They're just fun. They're just fun to watch. Tucker Carlson's another Republican I like. He, he's, Tucker Carlson's able to, he so calmly just deliver facts. And a Democrat goes hysterical by yelling. He just, he calmly just breaks them down. It's such a it's such a like effortless thing to watch. It's so fun to watch. Ben Shapiro, his debating, he just throws out facts, just debunks arguments, because he he gets the same arguments every time. Well, you can you can listen to his speeches, um, like the Q and A's. He's like, Mr. Shapiro, you've been saying da 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 da. Why doesn't communism work? Whatever, and and he's like, Well, I'll tell you why communism doesn't work. Blah, 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 facts, 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 facts. And they're just not prepared. And they're like, oh, okay. And he really gets the same questions every single time because he's answered them every single question. Because he, he speaks insanely fast. He, he's a walking encyclopedia. That guy has to be the smartest guy. Jordan Peterson, I just like him because of his outlook on life and just like everything about that. He's a really insightful guy, I think. Michael Knowles. Obviously works for Dale Wire and Ben Shapiro. He's alright. I wouldn't say he's the best. CJ Pearson, who's this really young guy. This really young guy, excuse me. On on Instagram. He's kinda of an influencer. I think I like him too. He, but he's really young. He's like sixteen or seventeen. Maybe I gotta talk to him or something. That's what who I need to talk to. Anyway, I'm gonna try to make an Instagram and Twitter. For the young Republican. Right? Because I don't think there is any Republican who's 14 my age. It's just a huge deal. So I'm going to try to be the first. Right? Because it's... I see a lot of Republicans. Young. Who they... I... I like someone brings up politics. Like a liberal in my class... And I'll be right, well, that's just not right. And they'll agree with me. Some random, some other random person in the class will be like, you're Republican? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, and like do you watch this, this Ben Shapiro, this or that? And like, I love Ben Shapiro. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this before? Right? And there's a lot of them that just like, they, SJWs have made it bad to be a kid, to, made it, to be a boy. I'll talk about that tomorrow. That's what I'll talk about. How they made a bet. Because SJWs, as you can see, I already hate them. They've ruined everything that I like. That I liked. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. They've ruined it. 
They've ruined music. They've ruined pop culture. They've ruined politics. They've ruined everything. It's uh, TV and everything. History. They're rewriting history. It's insane. Alright, guys. Well, I'll tell you about the Instagram and Twitter tomorrow. I'll see if I can get that up. If not, maybe the next episode. But make sure to... Tell me in the comments. I think these has comments. And I'll if I I'll get you the Instagram up soon so you guys can leave some feedback and reviews. Tell me who you want me to like do podcasts with, get people on the show, or talk about because I'm eventually I'm gonna run out of stuff to talk about. I'll have to go daily news sometimes. Yeah, just tell me what to talk about and I'll talk about it. Alright guys, I'll see you in the next episode and peace.